0: What happens when you put joy, superheroes, and a love of all things good and holy together? You get the Guardians of Virtue podcast, designed for saints who want to fight for the most precious of all gifts of our time, virtue. Join your host, Elisa Lindsey Johnson, that's me, as I discover everyday heroes who all have one thing in common, a desire to fight as guardians of virtue. For God, freedom, and our families, let's discover together what it really means to be a guardian of virtue. Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. Today's special guest is a guardian of the word. Nearly every day for the last nine years, she has shared quotes from General Conference talks. I know the majority of my listeners are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So General Conference is familiar with a lot of you, but it is my sincere hope that this reaches more than that. So I'm going to explain what General Conference is. General Conference is a two day conference held by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints semi annually in the first weeks of April and October. During the conference, leaders of the church talk about topics of which they've been inspired to speak. We talk more about it during our chat, but I do want to say that General Conference is one of my favorite times of the year besides Christmas. It's a weekend full of spiritual highs, communing with the saints, talking about Jesus cherished family time and eating copious amounts of cinnamon rolls people go to self-help conferences all of the time and while those are amazing i can testify that general conference is by far the best type of self-help conference you can attend and it's free and you can watch it in the comfort of your own home it's broadcasted to the entire world in real time with access to listen, and to read the talks that same week. I promise there will be nothing as life-changing as attending General Conference. I will put a link in the show notes so you can come and see for yourself. Now it's time to introduce today's guest, Courtney Tolman. Courtney is a wife and mom to three children. She is passionate about helping others, singing, speaking, quotes, health and fitness, healthy mindset, the gospel, and family. One of her greatest desires is that Christ's light, kindness, and love will shine through her. She loves getting outside on hikes and is content in the mountains and in nature. She graduated from Weber State University in public relations and is continually gaining and pursuing education and self-development. She shares general conference quotes daily on her Instagram account at GenConfLove. We talk all things general conference and our love for the word of God during our conversation. So without further ado, let's find out what it truly means to be a guardian of word with Courtney Pullman. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks. Yeah. Um, So it would be clear to anyone that were to happen upon your Instagram feed that you are a guardian of the word. Um, On on this podcast, I interview people who I think are guardians of specific virtues. And I definitely think that the word is a virtue in and of itself. And um, so I'd like to talk about that with you today.
1: Perfect. And I love what you're doing here with these virtues i think it's powerful
0: thank you that means a lot it's uh definitely been a fun road to to be on and one i feel blessed to to do and definitely one i feel inspired to do the the name of this podcast and everything um didn't it's not just something i thought of myself you know and so it's it's been fun to see see the work yeah of this move through him i'm sure that you experienced You've experienced that too with sharing oh, yeah. conference quotes and stuff online. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What well, what does it mean to you to be a guardian of the word if you were to describe what that meant? So oh, I love that question. And it
1: definitely got me thinking, you know, and pondering what, what that means to me. And I think the first thing that came to my mind was just to really recognize the sacredness of the word of God and to protect it. Um, I don't know that's what guardian of the word mean, meant to me in my mind and then just to be willing to stand up for it to not to do it unapologetically in our world today where I think it can be sometimes scary to some people to share the word of God um for fear of what people will think what they'll say um you know all the things that go on in our world cancel culture people not liking you for what you're saying so I think to me it's just sharing it unapologetically and um, having that confidence come from
0: God in sharing it rather than the world. Yeah. Would you say, um, this is not a question I told you about, but would you say that confidence um, is something that you've always had or is it something that you've built upon over the last nine years of sharing the gospel online?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I feel like I don't know. I don't know why. I it kind of talks about this in my patriarchal blessing too. I've always had this confidence in our generation. Always had this knowledge of the power and that we were saved for these days specifically for a purpose. I don't know why. That's a gift I've been blessed with just to know that we were saved for these times. All of us and that we all have these gifts we can share with the world. And for me, I've always kind of had that confidence through him of just sharing. And I've done that in different ways throughout my life. This is just another way I've been able to do that. And so definitely though, in the last nine years, it's grown more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that confidence has just come more and more as I do it and through him. But I would say I've always been blessed with that gift to know that he's the one that I seek that confidence from.
0: I love that you call it a gift because it it does talk about that in the scriptures that testimony of the word or um of Jesus Christ that's a gift and sometimes it comes easily for people like you're talking about and sometimes it's something that we have to build upon and that's okay too but um I love that yeah you started we just mentioned you started your Instagram account nine years ago and it's called Jen Conf Love yep I I typed that wrong the first time (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing I checked before because I missed the F, but it's a lot easier to say with the F, so that works. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, This stemmed from a goal to read conference talks more often, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, was there a talk from conference that year in 2014? I think that was nine years ago, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Um, that inspired you to do this? Um yeah, so just a little bit about that. I
1: started, like you said, I started my account nine years ago. And the reason why I wanted to do it was I had set a New Year's goal um that I wanted to read a conference talk a week. I really wanted to focus on my spiritual growth that year. That was one of the areas I wanted to focus on. And honestly, there wasn't a specific talk that triggered that. It was just I I want to look for ways that I can grow spiritually. And I've always loved general conference, I've always set time aside to listen, to really sit down and pay attention. And I recognize the value in it and that it's the word of God. And sometimes for me personally, it can be difficult for me to understand scripture. It takes a lot of effort for me. And this is just being totally transparent. I have to work really hard at it. Mm. But for the conference talks, it just was like this flowing of goodness. And I could understand in the way I can and I'm very visual learner so watching it and just all the things yeah that's why the chosen has actually been really good for me too just seeing it I'm yeah. a very visual learner and so watching conference always really resonated me with me and I just felt the spirit so strong and I knew that this was right from god and so I just recognized the power in it and it was really easy for me to understand so that was kind of the goal I had set um and growing up, I always loved young women's and my leaders would make these quotes from conference or whatever on little pieces of paper. And I would put them in my scriptures and I've just always loved quotes. It's really easy for me to understand. I resonate with it. And so that's kind of, that's kind of how I started it. It, ha- it didn't really have anything to do with a specific talk, just wanting to grow spiritually.
0: Uh, I specifically love when you, um, mentioned that, um, Sorry, brain fart. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) okay. it happens to me. (laughs) I'm sure it happens to me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh man, I lost it for a second. It's gonna come back when you was it the visual learner? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, When you talked about the fact that you're a visual visual learner, I think that's important for us in our study to recognize the type of learner that we are, because Mm -hmm. personally. It is painful for me to sit down and have the scriptures open Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: sit and read them. I Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I can't sit still. I have a really hard time with that. You can usually Mm -hmm. find me tapping or moving my leg up and down. It's something I've always had a challenge with. And so for me, it was a major blessing when I could start listening to the scriptures on my phone. Mm -hmm. That's how I. That's how I learn, and that's when I like my testimony and understanding of the scriptures has really improved. And I'll agree that things like the chosen and the gospel and the Bible videos, the book of Mormon videos, all of those things have helped as well. So it's important to know the type of learner that you are. Yeah.
1: And I think sometimes we see how other people do it and we see them as so spiritually strong and we feel like we just got to force ourselves to do it this way. And I think there are times where It's good to try to learn, you know, in a certain way. But I think there's also so many ways we learn and God wants us to find those specific ways that work for us. And so I'm the same as you. It can be painful sometimes to just open them up because my mind wanders. But yeah,
0: I love it. This, (laughs) I'm sorry. So at my kids (laughs) elementary school, they do this when they're like, it's the same like yeah, yeah. find a similarity with someone, you just do this. So it's like a quiet way to show. I love it. it. So solidarity.
1: That, yeah.
0: For people that can't see that, I can't even describe that sign to you. But it, it's almost
1: like the hang loose sign. Yeah, but it's
0: hang loose. And you're like, yeah. yeah, move it back and forth. That's a good speech yeah. here. <laughs> you, you are seeing me in rare form today. I love it. Uh, looking back on the conference talks uh, since you started, highlighting them in 2014. Have you recognized any prophecies given that have been fulfilled in the years since?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I probably sound like a broken record on this. And I talk about it all the time. But I do feel this like burning inside of me to share this. Um, In April 2018, President Nelson, it was the first conference where he was the prophet. And I just remember leading up to that conference, just feeling, I just remember noticing him stepping up mm. and he gave a talk called revelation for the church revelation for our lives. Yeah, And in it, he said something and you probably already know what it is, but my ears perked up and it it was just like really powerful to me. He said, In in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Something about that just kind of like my ears tuned and I was like, Whoa, whoa, that's that's really powerful. We will not be able to survive spiritually without this. That's yeah. important. And so I started just studying that and learning how I receive revelation and talking about it. I gave a talk right after that in church and that was like the whole focus of my talk. I I became young women president really shortly after that and focused on that with the youth. You know, I just felt this urgency to really talk about it. And if if you think about it since 2018, how much has happened in our world? Yeah. So many things were it could be really confusing to someone that doesn't have that spirit to be able to discern truth from error, like more than ever. I mean, even people that I'm really close with, it's just been confusing. And so I just recognize, you know, that prophecy where he said, you will not be able to survive spiritually. And I've seen many people leave, you know, and falter and struggle, which we're all on different paths, no judgment to them. But it's just showing that if we don't, know how we receive revelation and can really have that gift of discernment um it can be hard to navigate our world and so that's one that i really saw like really saw with president nelson's quote
0: yeah the i was thinking about this yesterday with the proclamation to the family or the, mm-hmm. the family proclamation to the world if i say it correctly yes uh that was what in 1995 when it came out and probably mm-hmm. everybody thought why we know all of this right like right. of course the family is of god of course marriage is between a man and a woman it was not even questioned and now people want to get rid of it because members of the church want to get rid of it because because of how the world is right now right and so the yeah so pro so personal revelation is really important that's something i have four children i saw that you have three yeah that's some if if anything else that is what i want my children walking away from my home knowing is Mm -hmm. that they you know that is important scripture study is important prayer is important making sure you're worthy for the holy ghost is so important for your survival so yes in fact that reminded me to like double down on it (laughs) yes no it's important Uh, so what do you love most about sharing quotes from conference talk online?
1: So I feel like what I love the most as I thought about this is just I feel like in my own small little way, I'm helping to gather Israel, Um, that I am kind of living, it makes me emotional, just that I'm, you know, doing what God would want me to do. And it seems so weird, like a little Instagram page that I started nine years ago that um, I wanted to just read a conference talk that it's Grown into what it has. And you know, you get messages saying, Thank you so much for sharing this. And most of the time, I just try to do what I talked about earlier, just following the spirit and what I share. And so it's been cool to see that working in my life through this Instagram page, this social media platform to be able to do some missionary work, really. And I never served a mission and I always wanted to. And so I feel like this is kind of a way I can do some missionary work and in my own small way, just make a difference.
0: Yeah. You said something that when I was a child, I would always pray that I would serve a mission and, um, you know, like bless me and my brothers or me and my sister and my brothers to serve a mission. You know, that would be in my prayers, like family prayer. And my mom would be like, well, you know, Elisa, girls don't always serve missions. I'm going to serve a mission, mom. Well, I got married when I was 20. And back then, girls didn't serve missions until they were 21 and so it was um so yeah it's fun to see to have other ways to share the gospel that give us like uh, help us grow that missionary spirit and feed it Mm -hmm. so uh what do you have any specific experiences where people or stories where people have told you thanks for sharing specific quotes sorry this isn't in the
1: the outline No, that's okay.
0: No, I have received that before, um, where
1: people get really emotional and tell me, how did you know to share that? I I can't even tell you how much I needed that specific thing today. And I happened to open social media and there was that quote, um, there was that video there was, you know, and I just always, this is one thing I always want to say to these people is it wasn't me. Mm -hmm.
0: I want you to know that
1: this, this was from God. Yeah. I try to just follow and be that instrument for him. And this wasn't me. This was him. So pointing them back to Christ and letting them know like he loves you. And this is just the way that he was able to help you realize that today was this specific quote. And also just this kind of goes with another question you asked is just as the young women president um knowing, like having these quotes in my head all the time, right? The more we focus on something, right? If we focus on the negative in the world, if we focus on what we can't do, who we're not, we're yeah. going to focus more on the negative. As we focus on God's word, we focus on His what his prophets and apostles are saying. We're posting it. We're looking at it. We're thinking about it. We're only going to become more like him and more positive and optimistic. And so just having... Those kind of things in my head more often than not. That's not to say I don't have negative days or hard days, but having that in my mind and just feeling his love through his prophets and apostles, I just know what to say, you know, whether it be a quote that I remember that I can share or just a general message from a talk that I can help someone with. um, It's just powerful to have those words in your mind as you focus on them more, as you read them more to be able to know what to say and know what to do. And as you follow that spirit more, like I said, of posting or sharing when you have that thought and not waiting and putting it off and having that confidence in knowing that was from God, you know, we can spend so much time saying, was that from him? Are you sure? But they, you know, we're taught that any good thing that comes into our mind is from him. Yeah. So if you feel that pull to share. Whoever's listening to this, if you feel that pull to share on social media or with your neighbor or with your friend or your kids, do it
0: because it's from him. Yeah, man. Yes, it's always from him. And um one of my one a person I interviewed at the beginning, <laughs> so a couple a month or two ago. I can't believe it's been that long since I started this, but um, she something that she shared it's Carrie Anne um, from Oh Sweet Basil. Something she shared. Uh, I don't know how many years ago on Instagram that she does is a practice that she started doing with every time she had a good thought, like a good impulse to do something, whether it's something simple, like picking up a, picking up a pencil or um, turning around to go, you know, clean up something or whatever. She, she decided that she was going to start following those impulses so that the spirit would Trust her more with like the impulses that, or the impressions to serve other people or to do all these things. The more you follow those good thoughts, the more the spirit right. is going to uh, answer them or answer right. you and help you to go along with that. And it's something that you alluded to. One of my favorite um talks, and I should know the title of it. I should have written it down, but it's by Richard G Scott, and he talks about scriptures. And he says, learning, pondering, searching and memorizing scriptures is like a filing cabinet with friends, values and truths that can be called upon anytime, anywhere in the world. Uh, What are specific experiences you have had in your life where you were able to call upon these scriptural friends and truths you've gained through conference talks to help you?
1: Yeah. So like I said, just a minute ago, um, one of the main ones I just really felt power in is when I, when I was the young women president over these amazing youth that I would just know what to say because I was you know prepared spiritually because I've been studying and reading and listening. And just when these girls would be struggling or in a lesson, I mean, I have so many of these quotes memorized that I could pull something that quickly just by having mm-hmm. those, those thoughts in my mind. And also just as a mom and wife, you know, if my husband's discouraged, if my kids are sad or something, just being able to pull a quote, or even like I said, just a general message from a talk. I just recently read a lot of the times it's like, Oh my gosh, I just read something. about that. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me help you here. And just being able to be that instrument, no matter where I'm at, like, I love to share online, but also just in my personal life, being that Christ-like person and just taking every situation that comes my way and trying to listen to the spirit and handle it the best I can. And a
0: lot of that comes from the study of God's word. So when you first started Den Conf Love, your original goal was to study one conference talk a week, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and I would imagine probably after nine years, your study looks a little different. So yeah. what do you do for conference study now?
1: So really, I kind of just go off the spirit and how I feel. If I'm um, dealing with something in my life, I search for, you know, something with that. Or I really like to go through the ones that are in the come follow me that they suggest. Yeah. So I'll I'll read a few a week now, you know. And a lot of them I've read multiple times. And I'm a person that likes to listen to conference talks while I exercise. (laughs) Some people are like, you seriously don't want to listen to music. I'm like, no, this is my time. I can listen to talks.
0: Oh, okay. I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that does that because my friends think I'm a nerd.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I used to exercise with nothing. I would tell people I don't want music. I don't want anything. I just want the peace because music kind of makes like, if it's loud music, it makes me like go crazy. So I just like the peaceful words. Um, and so I love to listen to conference talks while I exercise. So that's kind of how it looks now. Um, it's not like I read one a week. It just really comes down to how I'm feeling. If there's a specific need I'm seeing in my life or my family's life, or, um, just being inspired through the come follow me.
0: When I think one of the reasons why I like to listen while I'm exercising, and this is just my philosophy. I don't know if it's really why it works for me, but when you exercise, you are being challenged, right? Like you're doing something really hard. And in life, it's the hard, it's the hard parts where you really learn, right? So if like you're Mm -hmm. creating that environment where you're experiencing something hard and then listening to conference talk, I feel like that provides almost more of a a better setting for learning and receiving the spirit than oh, yeah. maybe if you were not doing something challenging while you're listening. I don't know. That's what I feel no, like. It's anyways. true.
1: Don't you feel like, I mean, we both just realized in the beginning of this that we're moving a lot. We cannot yeah. sit still. And so yeah. if you're moving, <laughs> there's something about moving that lets your mind focus a little bit better, at least for me. Yeah if i just sit in my bed and i'm listening to a conference talk i'm sure my mind will wander but just mm-hmm. that movement in your body helps your mind to just focus a little bit better
0: but yeah that's exactly right like when i i bike ride because my dog mm-hmm. is so energetic that i have him run alongside me while i'm biking and um yeah. it's the perfect time to to listen to a conference yeah. talk i love so, it oh man this is awesome okay so this interview will be launched the Tuesday before the best time of the year, General Conference Weekend. Woo! <laughs> I didn't really time that, but it worked out just right. So Perfect. what do you do to prepare for General Conference? I love that. So I, I'm i really simple. I
1: try to come to conference with a question or two that I'm seeking answers for. Not Not a bunch, just a question or two that's been on my mind that I'm seeking answers for, and I'll write it down. There's power Mm -hmm. in writing things down. So I'll write down these questions and I'll have my little notebook as I'm listening to conference and any revelation that comes my way, as I'm listening, I'll take notes down um, about those questions. And it's interesting because sometimes it's not specifically what's being said, it's feelings you're having while it's being said. And so even listen to the things that aren't being said and write them down. And it's incredible. I think there's great power in being intentional about coming to conference with a few questions that maybe have been weighing heavy on your mind the last little while that you feel like, I don't know if I've gotten an answer to that or just what you should be doing in your life right now or or just anything and just being intentional
0: about that. I've definitely heard stories of people going to conference with specific questions. And then it seems like every talk is about the question that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll talk to somebody else, and that other person's like, I don't remember them mentioning anything about marriage or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's cool. It's amazing that I mean, it's 10 hours of several different people speaking, and there's no assignment for a specific topic for any of them. And they know what six months in advance that they're going to give a talk, and somehow all of these people uh, how many people give a give a talk each session i don't know six yeah, eight something like that so like these 30 something people who give conference talks all all of them seem there seems to always be some underlying message for the entire mm-hmm. conference even though none of them received any type of assignment for what to talk I about know. it's it's incredible like that conference when in 2018, where President Nelson talked about revelation, I feel like the whole entire conference was about personal revelation.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But other people would maybe say something different. yeah. Yeah. Like you said, people see what they, they need.
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. How has your testimony of Jesus Christ and his living prophets changed over the years as you have focused on studying the word? Um, my testimony has grown
1: deeply. I feel like I
0: have some deep
1: roots there, um, and have been truly converted to the gospel. I feel like I've always kind of had a spiritual nature. We all are spiritual, have spiritual natures, right? But I feel like I've always been more spiritual and just just loved the gospel and my Savior, and just had a strong testimony. But over you know over the last nine years, it's grown deeper and deeper. Just as I've seen. Um, the power of his word in my life and I've just what has changed though what has morphed over the last nine years is just understanding a little bit more like I don't fully understand it but Christ's love for us mm-hmm. it's incredible I mean his character and his love for us I feel like you know growing up I may have had more of a fear-based view like I need to do this to be loved or I need to be good to be loved, but we're already worthy. We're already loved. We, we already are so loved, you know what Christ has done for us. I mean, we could never repay him back, but I think just doing what we can to show love back and doing what we can to serve and be kind and share his love and light with other people. um, That's, that's the greatest gift we can give back to him and the greatest way we can show our love. So I would say my testimony of love has grown the most over the last nine years.
0: Which is interesting because if you look at conference talks, the scriptures from one way for the apostles, from one way, you could just see all of their words as like things we have to do Mm or you know, like uh, they're just telling me what to do. But I love that the way that you see it is an act of love. These words that the the prophets and apostles give us are because Jesus Christ loves us. Yeah, because because they love
1: Christ, they share His words and they love us because they're willing to share His words and sacrifice so much. I mean, you think of what the apostles and prophets have done to get to where they are and the sacrifices they've made mm-hmm. for Christ. I mean, that's great love right there.
0: Yeah, and the sacrifices they still make. Mm -hmm. You, uh, I've mentioned this before, but, um, in another episode, but we see these, uh, men when they are giving talks or when they, you know, are traveling the world to visit people and it might look different than what the prophets had to deal with when we read about them in the scriptures, you know, like, Mm -hmm. for example, Abinadi, he was killed for for being a prophet. All of the apostles, all of the twelve disciples, were killed in one way or another, right? Well, except for mm-hmm. except for one, um, they all suffered, and all these people suffer. All these men have suffered over the years for Jesus Christ and for His gospel, and so. But you see our you see our leaders and don't necessarily see that on the outside, right? But right, uh, President Nelson, there was a I don't remember what conference it was. It was when we did when he did the i think it was the one where he did the um the anniversary of the first vision oh yeah the what is it what's it called the declaration the I can't remember. but that same one i think is when he did an interview with like some primary children do you remember that oh i do so and, cute and yes and i i work in primary right now and well, okay. I say right now, I have been in primary for like thirteen out of the almost sixteen years of my marriage. I oh love my gosh, but um, so it, it was really fun to see him sit with these primary children. But but the girl asked if being the prophet was hard or something mm-hmm. like that, and and he said that it was, and um, and I think it's good to remember that that these men. I don't know why. Why did I? Why did we even get to this point? But
1: <laughs> sorry, just the sacrifices
0: that yes. they make.
1: Yes, and to give they, us the word of God. Like it, there's huge sacrifice.
0: Well, and if you think about it, they might not physically be stoned, right? But right. Oh man, are they stoned in other ways? Like
1: emotionally, spiritually, mentally. I mean, you you know, you read those stories of the pioneers, and you think, gosh, they're so much stronger than me. Cross the plains losing babies, but there there's some quote somewhere that talks about how they are amazed at what we do. Yeah. Where we're dealing with these emotional and spiritual and mental problems. We may not see it outwardly, but internally, yeah, there's that struggle. And I'm sure so many of the apostles and prophets are dealing with the same. I mean,
0: there's no doubt about it. Well, and if you read even what our own people say online about our mm-hmm. prophets. And oh, apostles I, I can only imagine, you know, what they have to face with all that. And especially it's become even more to more like that over the last couple of years. And to see them still still defend the word of God, still right. out of love for Jesus Christ and for us. It's very humbling and, and uh, grateful that they are all guardians of the word so that we can be guardians of the word, too. Right.
1: One thing I forgot to say earlier. Yeah, um, that I really feel like I want to say is that there's a scripture in Psalm 119:105 that is seriously one of my favorite scriptures. It says, "Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." The word, the word, is what can light our path. Yeah, and that is just so powerful to me. That shows how powerful God's word is, and, and even in, as you think about in First Nephi about the rod of iron, right? That story. Yeah, It talks about the iron rod is the word of God. So what does that mean? As we're holding, as it says, hold fast to it. Yeah. That's meaning read it, study it, learn it, because that literally our hands need to be on both hands need to be on the word of God. And that, that knowledge has just grown over time for me. Like how powerful is that? The rod of iron that leads to eternal life with God again is the word. Yeah. And that's how powerful it is. And it lights our path toward him as we study and learn and read. And so as these, like going back to what we were just talking about, as these prophets and apostles are, are sharing the word of God and we're listening, it's guiding our path back to him. And, you know, we talk about we're a church of continual revelation yeah. and the scriptures are powerful, but the words of the modern prophets are just like scripture for our day. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I love what you said about uh, about the fact that we have to hold fast to the Word of God. It's not mm-hmm. something that can be taken lightly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think
1: that's what I was saying. Is I've learned that over time how important how important that is because in that story it talks about people falling away, um, and that means they, I mean, they weren't holding fast to the Word of God. And... Our, uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's it just shows the importance of if we can daily studying of the word of God, however that looks for us, that can look different for everyone. It it can be yeah. an hour long study session. It can be a verse. It can be a little bit of a conference talk, just as long as we are continually filling our cup with the word of God.
0: Like anything you want to get good at, right? You have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to do it every single day. Right? Yeah. Uh, our, I just had a thought to share. This our bishop right now issued a challenge for all of our youth to read the Book of Mormon before, before General Conference. I don't remember what day they he started the challenge with them, but it requires them to read eight pages a day, which is a lot. And mm-hmm. for my daughter who does homework from the time she gets home till bedtime, there's not a lot of time to to read. To read them but i love and i'm not saying that we read the book of mormon like this every single time we study it but i love the challenge because it motivates them to literally hold on to eight pages of the book of mormon every single day yeah and and doing things like that is such a good way to hold on to the word of hold on to the iron rod the word of god so that you can make sure that you can survive like we yeah. talked about earlier
1: yeah and Um, With my kids, too, I try to remind them that President Nelson told us as we read the Book of Mormon every day, we will make better choices and we'll be blessed. And so we try to read the scriptures in the morning before they go to school, the Book of Mormon specifically. And I tell them and I remind them, you know, President Nelson told us that we will make better choices as we study the Book of Mormon and some days before school, that is one verse. And it's me like ba- basically yelling it to them. Listen! <laughs> and some days we sit down and we have a good discussion. But I really do try to do that because he says, you know, every day as we do that, we will make better choices. And that's what we all want. Right. We all want to make better choices yeah. and return
0: to God someday. Even if it's just Lehi dwelt in a tent, that's still yep. from the Book, <laughs> yeah. still from the book yep. of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. I love um, it. That was my brother's favorite scripture to read when we were kids. Yeah. I like reading them when we did them out loud, you know, as a family. And so he always volunteered to read that one because it was just. I a, love it. That's so word. funny. Um, And I don't think he listens to this, so he won't be embarrassed. I shared that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite talk from General Conference from October? So I loved the one from Elder Ryan
1: K. Olson. The answer is Jesus. Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah, it was simple, but it's powerful. The answer is always Jesus. To yeah all our questions to anything we're struggling with, the answer is Jesus. Yeah. I just think I mean it's just it's as simple as that. I just I just love that and it's so true, so true. Yeah. I've listened to that like 10 times since conference just cuz it's just yeah. it's simple but it's the truth.
0: <sighs> yeah, and like and it just means you have to look to look to him. What did he do in this, you know, yeah. that would help me yeah. with this instance. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's simple but it if we if we hold on to that every time we have a question, it will be better for it. Oh, for sure. So, speaking of the answer being Jesus, I have finished out every interview on here with two questions. The first one being about Jesus. So if you could pick an ex- a moment or experience from Jesus's life that shows that he was a guardian of the word, what moment would you pick? Okay. So just for a little backstory, I love this um, verse in
1: the New Testament in John 1 that we're learning this year. And if you go to the Joseph Smith translation. It's John one one, and it says, "In the beginning was the gospel preached through the Son, and the gospel was the Word, and the Word was with the Son, and the Son was with God, and the Son was of God." So to me, Jesus Christ is the guardian of the Word because He is the Word. He yeah. He is the Word. He is the way, and He cannot deviate from what He said. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And really, we as humans really are our word as well, right? Yeah. What we like, does our actions and our words align? And I think he's such a good example of that. He is the same and he is the word. And, and a specific example that came to my mind was when he taught his disciples in Matthew six about prayer Yeah. and the power of our word to God. He said, you know, don't pray for everyone to see you and how great you are and what you're doing. Pray in secret. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't say the same thing every time. Don't be repetitive you know, say different things. Our words are powerful. Yeah. What we choose to say to God and what we ask and what we share in our gratitude is important. And Mm -hmm. then he taught about gratitude, repentance and praising Mm -hmm. and that God will answer our prayers. And so to me, that was just showing that our words are powerful. He's teaching us that our words are powerful. It shouldn't just be the same. And for everyone to hear Mm -hmm. um, that we should, we should be intentional with our word as we're praying so that's just what came to my mind as i was thinking it, about that
0: it reminds me of a uh, worldwide youth devotional that elder holland and president irene gave several years ago where there's a question about prayer and president Iring said something to the effect of um that you we're approaching the throne of god when we pray that's what he tries to imagine so when people Say that they have, you know, this conversational that they're. How did he say it? Uh, like buddy buddy conversational type thing with God. He's like, you're you're in a better. What do you say? You're you have more convert. You're in better. Something like alluding to the fact that they're better. Like they they being sarcastic, but like they're more buddy buddy with Jesus than he or with God than he is. <laughs> Yeah, and showing that, like <laughs> even the way we talk to Heavenly Father in our prayers, like you said, is important, and uh-huh. and realizing that we're we approach the throne of God every single time we kneel down to pray is yeah is something that we need to do. And I also and love I think, that. Oh, go ahead. No, you please go. You go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say this isn't. I I just think it's important also to say that God God knows our
0: heart. Yeah.
1: He knows what's in our mind already. And this isn't to say you always, ha- I mean, if you're struggling, Mm-mm. say it. If yeah. you're mad, say it. If anyone can handle it, God can handle it. It's probably better to tell him than to gossip or talk about it with other people. Yeah. And so I wanted to point that out too, because I think I didn't want to allude to the fact that it's like just be, you know, only praise and gratitude. Like he can also handle hard things he can
0: handle the sad things he can handle the struggle if
1: anyone can it's
0: him yeah i mean he's a great he's the great counselor right like Mm -hmm. that's one of the names that we ascribe to him in jesus christ so why wouldn't we be able to counsel him in our struggles i love that you mentioned that because approaching the throne of god doesn't mean like you said all praise it means he wants to know he's our father he wants to know everything we just need to do it in a respectful way and sometimes that could be in crying <laughs> crying or whatever right. but it still can be done i love yes that. i love that you mentioned um john 1 1 and mm-hmm. jesus literally is the word it reminded me of the mandalorian i don't know if you've seen oh, it. oh yeah world. i watched um, that um but one thing i love it because of because it parallels our covenants in a way mm-hmm. like the covenants of the of the Mandalore right they they take their covenants so seriously like if you take yeah. your take your helmet off your head then you've broken your covenants and you have to repent
1: something mm-hmm. very
0: similar but one thing that they say is this is the way and you mentioned that Jesus Christ is the way and I love that. I love saying that in almost the same way that they would say it on the Mandalorian like he is yeah. the, this is the way Jesus is the way he is the word. Yes. This is the way. Partly why I love
1: that talk from Elder Olson so much too. (laughs) Jesus is the answer. He's the way.
0: Yep. I love it. If you could pick anyone, past or present, who you think is a guardian of the word, who would you pick and why? Okay. So
1: this one was really easy for me. The first one that came to my mind was my dad. So my dad passed away 13 years ago and It was really hard like he was my best friend yeah so sorry i just remember i remember seeing i would leave the house sometimes early and i'd see him in his car reading or um praying all the time and he would oh sorry he would um not see me there yeah you know and i would just watch him secretly you know i would watch yeah. him and i could just see light like i could just see a light about him and so um i probably shouldn't have shared this one but that's that's just the first one that came to me because he took it seriously he i mean he would he wasn't a very showy person he would just quietly go about goodness and he read every day and prayed and i would see him and he never he didn't know i would see him but yeah. I would sometimes open the garage door and I'd go out and his car would be on and I'd see him reading or like with his eyes closed praying. and So to me, he was just such a good example of that. Just quietly going about uh, studying, learning, becoming, and really living what he read and what he did. Like he was one that just as I talked about, like we are our word, you know, are yeah. our words and our actions matching because we can yeah. say a lot, but are are we actually doing too? And so I think there's power also like with the word taking action. Yeah. And he was one, like faith is an action word. And so as we read, are we taking action in what we're learning? And he was one that those two things aligned r-
0: very well. I love that you shared. Don't ever, <laughs> you don't need to apologize for like, sharing that. Crying is okay. I cry yeah. so much that that's what I tell people. It's okay to cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank I, you. Yeah. I cry too.
0: That you shared that about your father. And I think that's um, a test Testament to what an example we can be to our children and anyone who sees us. And for sure um, that it's amazing that you had that example when you were a kid and yes, was a true guardian of the word. I love that so much. Well, Courtney, Thank you for this wonderful time. I prayed that we would fill the spirit today. And um, thank you for bringing the spirit to our interview today. I really appreciate that and hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Guardians of Virtue podcast. Please don't forget to give us a follow. And if you have time, please leave a review. Peace out, dudes.